1: Today, we're going to discuss how to make an impact in marketing for early stage startups. Joining us is Kate Walling, who is the founder and CEO of Traction Hero, which is a tech-savvy marketing agency that solves high-growth companies' most pressing marketing challenges. Their nimble and flexible business model is optimized to efficiently deliver results on your most urgent and important marketing projects by delivering an on-demand seamless marketing solution to help lean organizations accomplish more. And today, Kate is going to walk us through her thoughts about the biggest trends in social media marketing that will impact startups in 2020. Okay, here's my conversation with Kate Walling, founder and CEO of Traction Hero. Kate, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey,
2: thanks for having me.
1: Very excited to have you on the conversation. Always good to talk a little bit about social media. And today we're specifically talking about a subject I care very much about, social media marketing for startups. I am a recovering startup marketer. I uh, ran the marketing department at a couple early stage startups with honestly mixed results. It's challenging being a marketer at an early stage startup. We're going to talk a little bit about social media, but before we get there, talk to me about what life is like today running the marketing department at a early stage startup. Is it still as much pressure as it was, I don't know, three or four years ago when I was in the startup game?
2: You know, I think there's always pressure when you're working for any startup in any role. But the marketing pressure, I think there's more pressure in some ways, and it's definitely more chaotic in others. I think a lot of these changes are from social media and from the expectations for content have gotten really high. And at the same time, there's no silver bullet strategy where a lot of startups who have done really well, they found some sort of strategy early on, or there was a new social media platform that took them pretty far. And right now we're in a time where There's tons of MarTech tools. There's a lot to kind of figure out in terms of just marketing technology, obviously. And there's no guaranteed strategy whatsoever.
1: Back in my day, four years ago, The secret bullet, the magic pill, the way to drive growth was Facebook advertising, right? You had to figure out and efficiently spend on Facebook. And it was still very much advertising driven. Everything we were doing was direct response. We were trying to build our retargeting audiences to be able to create lookalike audiences And start to think about our marketing funnel. And honestly, that's where I got in trouble, right? I was so focused when I was running a marketing department at an early stage startup on building out our performance marketing channels that after a couple of years, when we hit this sort of saturation point, we couldn't drive down our costs anymore. We were just stuck. We couldn't grow without spending above our ROI targets. Talk to me a little bit about why content is so important and talk to me about some of the trends that you're seeing in 2020 in addition to content.
2: There have been a lot of direct-to-consumer brands who have banked their venture capital strategy on social media advertising, and they're running into the same problem. The advertising is getting more expensive. It can't be your only strategy anymore. So I think what you ran into was pretty common and a frustration that a lot of startups have right now. Exactly what is that strategy? As you know, and you've talked a lot about on your show, content marketing is, you have to be very dedicated. It takes a lot of resources. And the expectation on the content side right now is really high in terms of the quality of the research or the quality of the design. Even when you're trying to curate content for social media channels, we've now all of a sudden gotten into like this disappearing content. That's really time intensive for brands because it's video and it's got to be cool and it's got to show action. And where are you pulling that content? Where do you have the time to make that content and keep it fresh? It's hard. Even just three or four years ago, you could make some nice social media posts and they were scheduled and they were going to go out and it was good enough. You know, it showed activity. It showed, gave people an impression of what the brand was, what the company's doing, what the internal culture is like. But now that bar has gotten so high and it's really hard for startups to keep that going.
1: I think that's one of the things that I didn't think about early enough was developing a content strategy. And honestly, content strategies take a long time to develop, not only in social media, if you're trying to build up an organic following, but if you're moving into more of a traditional SEO, organic content type play, those things can take six months to multiple years to actually become effective. I didn't start that early on. When we're talking about time to maturity, 2020 is obviously the beginning of a new decade. We're seeing content being more important. We're seeing consumers being less interested in being advertised to. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. What are some of the trends that you're seeing that are effective where marketers are finding new ways to reach consumers out of just direct advertising and SEO content type plays?
2: Well, I have to tell you, when I talk to startup founders, I like to talk to them early on because I think marketing, and you touched on this with John with Duct Tape Marketing. He's great. You know, marketing's not only every customer point, but it's also when you're looking at an early stage startup where you're really wanting to see scale. I think it goes beyond that. It affects the business model, it affects the product. So if you're looking at really high distribution, reaching scale, you've got to think about marketing early because it's not so much like this execution plan. It's more. It's how do you affect the business model in a way that will generate that growth, that will protect that scalability that you need. It's not just design and executional activities. So I'm seeing startups having to spend more time on overall strategy and being open to how it affects the business model at a much earlier stage.
1: So hopefully startup founders are starting to think about marketing early instead of just trying to buy their way into an audience. A lot of what that comes down to is understanding who your audience is. Do you find that there's a trend for startup founders and small companies to actually do more brand development early on? Or are they still just trying to assume who their customers are and just throw things on the wall and figure out what works?
2: Depends on the type of startup, right? If you're looking at like a split scaled formula here of something really innovative, definitely more brand work up front. Definitely more work on the scalability factor that we've been talking about. If you're looking at a startup where you're doing a lean startup method that's completely different, then you're looking at more of come up with like 20 different ideas, put a small but reasonable effort toward them and budget toward them and see what happens. I think as we talk about social media, Start Founders always like, I need every single social media platform and have presence on them. You really don't. Just choose the ones that make the most sense for your audience. And get a presence there and decide what matches where your startup is. So do you want really good quality of content, but smaller following? That's fine for a lot of startups. But if you're trying to show something that's building presence quickly, then you need to grow that platform more quickly.
1: So as you mentioned that there are different channels within social media and startup companies need to figure out where they should be focusing and prioritizing their effort instead of trying to be everywhere all of the time. How do you think about the various social networks? How do you target them? Which are the up and comers? Which are the ones that are falling off?
2: So how I think about it is for solopreneurs or people who are building a service-based business, LinkedIn is super important, right? So you want to be building out article content and you want to be distributing that on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is really powerful in terms of any kind of personal branding that shows expertise. And you also want to be sharing that on some of your other platforms, but LinkedIn is really important TikTok is great for people who are trying to start lifestyle businesses, and they're playing with that type of content. From what I understand and have read, and my experimentation on TikTok is pretty limited, but it's less branded. It's more creators coming and showing what they can create. On Twitter, I think people think Twitter's pretty quiet. Depending on the businesses and the entrepreneurs, people go to Twitter to see what the specific person thinks. So it's not as much sharing news It's more of what is your opinion on what's happening, what interests you, like you want to have it there so people know what you think, what your opinions are, where you stand in an industry. Facebook, a lot of people feel you've got to have it for consumer, you need it. It can be really helpful with marketing for recruiting, but it's hard for marketers It can feel like, why am I doing this? There's not an easy way to get reach. It's not as fun. You don't have that gratification as in the other platforms because it takes longer. But again, that comes down to some of your advertising strategy as well.
1: And how do you feel about some of the niche or specialized social platforms when you think about Pinterest, Quora, Reddit? It seems like there are some other channels that have massive followings, but no one's really been able to, specifically with Quora and Reddit, crack the nut on how to make them a primary growth channel.
2: It was really interesting because I had a startup founder that I spoke to, and this was like two or three years ago. And it was like a consumer gifting platform. And their most successful ads were on Quora, which I would have never in a million years guessed. So I think some of these things are worth trying really small tests on. For Pinterest, anything in the health space, wellness space, it's got to be content that jives with the Pinterest target demographic. But some people are having a lot of luck on Pinterest. It just depends on what that is, if it's something creative or food-based.
1: Yeah, I think Pinterest is great for e-commerce, and that's yeah. one of the first things that sticks out to me is that the pin-to-buy functionality is starting to come across, and the problem that I have with that as a channel is if I want to get into e-commerce, I'm probably going to put my products on Amazon because there's more scale and just more utility driven out of that platform. You can go direct to consumer through Pinterest as opposed to paying the toll booth, but you're just looking at a bigger volume play when you're on Amazon as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. As you start to think about this next decade coming up and some of the trends for social media marketing for startups, do you see startups continuing to invest in paid advertising? Do you see them using content more frequently? Are there other channels that you see rising? Obviously, new media, maybe podcasts, video advertising. What do you see as we move forward into the decade in terms of trends for the startup market?
2: I think it's going to be a mix of all the above, but also some of the more traditional marketing tactics coming back. If you've got a startup and you've got to get brand awareness really quickly and you've got major budget, then you've really got to work your PR angles and you've got to work event marketing. So a lot of these large startups with huge venture capital have a very aggressive event strategy, especially for B2B. And you're starting to see on the consumer side, some of the direct mail coming back. So I think some of the older channels will come back in more innovative ways or just because there's lack of competition there, but it depends on the budget.
1: So as you think broadly about marketing and moving beyond just startups and social media, are there any other trends that you see in marketing that are starting to show their head in 2020 and going to be important in this decade?
2: One that most of your guests bring up and that you're acutely aware of, is just the increasing MarTech stack. There's so many marketing solutions and marketers are in a place where they have to trust platforms very quickly, but it's a pretty large commitment because it gets harder to onboard more team members. It's harder to migrate off of them, but they're really powerful tools out there and marketers don't have time to like suss all them out and figure out what is the best solution. So I've done a lot of work lately in terms of trying to go through and understand basically all the different CRMs and what's going on with all the different marketing automation tools. And there's a lot of excitement because there's some great tools there that are lower cost and very specialized. I think on the CRM side, we're going to start seeing segmented use of CRM. There's so many tools now that allow for a lot better alignment with sales teams because you can pick CRMs based on the type of sales team you have. So if you've got your traditional relationship-based sellers, obviously you can stick with Salesforce and the establishment that is Salesforce that's very large and feels hard to iterate with. But if you've got a really savvy team of inside sales reps or people who are cold calling They're great tools that are a lot lighter and they have predictive calling abilities and all types of specific features that are for that type of seller. And I think we're going to start seeing teams segment their CRM usage.
1: Absolutely. I think that the idea of more integration, more customization, more personalization, and to me, that's what CRMs and marketing automation are about, where we're seeing you know, a change in the landscape in terms of how much people are investing in their PPC, how important content is coming, how saturated the paid markets are, how brands need to become more creative and diverse with their marketing channels. And then when you get someone in the door, you need to have the ability to understand who they are and to nurture them appropriately. And I I totally agree with you that that's an important trend for this year and going to continue to be an important trend for the rest of the decade. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Kate Walling, founder and CEO of Traction Hero for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Kate and I are going to discuss how startup founders can start building their brand on a limited budget. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Kate, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Kate Walling, K-A-T-E-W-A-L-L-I-N-G. You can also visit her company's website, which is TractionHero.com, or her personal website, which is KateWalling.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once-a-week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is ben J. Shapp, benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Kate Walling, founder and CEO of Traction Hero, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.